All right, Darren Smith, season two, episode one of the Always Loyal podcast. What's coming up? Wow, we got renewed for a second season. Tremendous news. It's a new season. There's some significant changes. Excited to get it started. Coming up on the Always Loyal podcast, the newest member of San Diego Loyal, somebody we have a little bit of history with, San Diegan, Joe Benny Corona, joins the Always Loyal podcast next. One more chance into the box and headed down. It's in San Diego in the 97th minute. At the death. Dangerous ball from Charlie Adams there. Among connecting with it. Ultimately will be an own goal on the books, but huge, huge result. That was literally the last cross of the game. Welcome back to the Always Loyal Podcast. I, I've missed doing this weekly podcast. I was texting a few guys from the club uh, a couple weeks ago saying like, hey, can we, can we start? Can we go? Are we ready? And we've been waiting for the right moment. And that moment is finally here. You referenced it there. Joe Benny Corona back home in San Diego. That announcement becoming official today. And we're going to talk to him. And I'm very excited for it. This is someone that, uh, again, as you referenced, we go way back. We watched him down at Club Tijuana playing with other U.S. men's national team players for years. And this is a player who grew up in San Diego, went to high school in San Diego, was the player of the year in San Diego back in 2008. Uh, played for San Diego State, took on an open tryout with Club Tijuana, made the team and helped that team get all the way to the top flight. And the rest is kind of history for for Joe Benny Corona. He's home. He's coming back. And that's going to be a main topic here on the podcast for us today. But it won't be the only topic, Darren. Uh, a brand new team, as mentioned, Joe Corona. That's 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 part of the new team right there. Uh, but there are other changes. A new head coach, a new regular season format in USL a new type of schedule format. So a lot of new coming up and a new season. So looking forward to it. Welcome in, dude. I, I could have gotten this going the second the World Cup ended. Yeah. Just the buzz, the energy of what a World Cup brings for casual fans who go, wow, that looks like a lot of fun. You know, if only I had the opportunity to do this on a local level. Well, you do here with San Diego Loyal. Play gets underway Jordan February 4th against San Diego State University. There's going to be a couple of opportunities to see San Diego loyal during its preseason where it'll play SDSU LMU NYCFC LAFC. How about that? The back-to-back the two MLS cup champs on the preseason schedule, Orange County soccer club, century central Valley Fuego. Of course, the regular season at home, March 11th against Detroit city. So we have some important dates here. You can go to the club website, find them all out for yourself. But I think one of the things just going back a couple of weeks now from the world cup is when you watch Argentina win and you see all these insane scenes from Argentina and the way people love what was happening with their national team, it starts on a local level. It really does. You know, they don't have the best league either. That's not the English premier league in Argentina. It's not La Liga, but they do love soccer in Argentina. That's how you create a national culture. So super excited. I do think there's going to be, a lot of room for growth. You mentioned some of the changes. You know, Landon Donovan now is no longer the head coach. He is the executive vice president of soccer operations, but a familiar name and a familiar face will still be there in the technical area. Nate Miller mm-hmm. back as a head coach. He was previously the head coach of the Lansing Ignite. 
USL League One. And Nate Miller now heading into season number four. We've never known San Diego Loyal without Landon Donovan as the head coach. Now we get to see what a Nate Miller-led operation looks like. Right. I think the... I think there's an assumption out there, at least amongst supporters, that we're not going to see a lot of a lot of change just because you go from Landon Donovan to Nate Miller in the sense that Nate Miller has been very involved uh, from the very beginning. And I mean, I don't know how deep that goes. I don't know into the details how much all that goes, but I get the sense like I have yet to talk to a single person about this move that have said like, well, I just, I don't know about Nate Miller. Like everyone's like, no, we know exactly what Nate is. This is right. This is the move. I'll tell you, like, I was surprised at first that Landon wasn't going to be the head coach simply because like, I hadn't heard it. No one had, like, I just didn't hear those whispers. I didn't know that was going to be a thing. And so like, yeah, there's that initial surprise. And then you quickly settle into like, oh, well, Nate, of course. So Landon's still with the club and now Nate gets to, I mean, he's been a head coach before, so it's not even like you get to say he's now he becomes a first time head coach. He's been there before. So this is it's new at this level for him, but he's a he's been a, a successful head coach. I realize it's only been but for a season Lansing Ignite Lansing, Michigan, which actually was responsible for putting a couple of players on the San Diego loyal roster season number one and season number two a few, and yeah. to the playoffs in Nate Miller's lone season as a head coach. So different level, obviously finished in second place and different caliber. The USL has really grown up at the championship level. It continues to grow all the time, whether it's signings, whether it's selling players, some of the money it's making in the transfer market, television rights deals, et cetera, USL championship continues to grow. So I'm pretty excited about that. And you are right. I think a lot of fans would would take the approach that, well, you know, wasn't Nate Miller really responsible for whatever it was that San Diego Loyal had been doing tactically over the last couple of years? Well, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there is, you know, some some elements of truth to that. But now he's the guy, you know, he is the guy. And Landon Donovan is going to spend his time on on the business side, spend his time on the player acquisition side, give himself a little bit of separation. Let's think about that. San Diego Loyal hasn't had, uh, you know, a sporting director, you know, true vice president, soccer ops, whatever term you want to use, general manager since its club's inception. So now this gives Landon that kind of opportunity here where, you know, he can he can be a little bit above it, literally and figuratively at Torero Stadium. And you know, now you have a, a bit of separation there, which, you know, I think sounds very healthy. I think it sounds like a very healthy thing. I also don't think Landon was very shy during these last couple of years about how much he used Nate Miller and relied on Nate Miller yeah. for certain things, whether it's strategy, whether it's ta- whatever it is. Like he's he's not shy about that. He wasn't. Nate Miller's been very involved with all of that. Um, I think my big question now with Nate Miller is, does the wardrobe change? Hmm. Because that is a position. All of a sudden, you have that position. Eyeballs start getting attracted your way, and you you start you wonder what's the wardrobe going to be? Will it change? Or will we see a new look, Nate Miller, in 2023? Do you have any advice? No. Any suggestions? Have you seen? No, no. Just asking. I wasn't sure if you if you felt like something needed to change there. I thought, no, don't you do that to me. That's rude. I think I think he could ask Landon Donovan about it, actually. Now, if you're going to ask for advice from someone, I guess you would ask Landon Donovan for that fashion advice because Mm -hmm. he just was the person who spent the last three years in that position. So I love I mean, Nate's a, you know, he's, he's a great resource. He's somebody you can chat with. You can talk about all sorts of stuff. He's got opinions on a lot of different things. So uh, maybe wardrobe is one of them. Landon's been great to us. I think Nate's going to be great as well. Jordan, some, some popular names have said goodbye. Kyle Vassell, 
Jack Blake, Andrew Carlton, Jack Metcalf, 16 players back amongst them, the more popular ones, Thomas Among, Tumi Moshabani, who I do believe is the all-time leading scorer in San Diego Loyal history. Charlie Adams, Alejandro Guido, Coke Vegas returns, who was so great and such a popular player. That's not mentioning them all. Evan Conway, Nick Moon, who was injured towards the tail end of the season. I know you look at a, a guy like Vassell coming out and go, well, where are the goals going to come from here? But a second season of Evan Conway at this level, Nick Moon, and of course our guest, Joe Benny Corona, coming up here in a little bit. I think he's going to have something to say about the way the club operates in 2023. How good is that midfield? That was my first takeaway. You throw in Corona into what was already a very strong midfield. Now it's good you play so many games, like you're going to need to rest legs at times. Like some, there's a lot of talent in that stretch, and you can only start so many. So there's going to have to be some uh, some answers to some questions when it comes to the midfield. But those are very very good questions that you have to answer. So you bring a balance. Yeah. I mean, a balanced schedule real quick too. Yeah. Where you'll play everybody in the Western conference twice home and away. You'll play everybody in the East, either home or away Mm -hmm. opening up the season, March 11th, yet another opportunity, Jordan, to see somebody we've never seen before in Detroit city. Pretty excited about that. I've noticed them from afar. They've got a pretty, pretty good supporter system there in Detroit. Who knows what the future is going to look like? Literally, what it's going to look like when it comes to uh, to a to a potential new kit. Mm-hmm. Always excited about that. We always know that the creative juices are flowing with San Diego Loyal and Charlie Football. So that's something to look forward to here over the next couple of weeks. A partnership with Lincoln City Football Club, the Imps. I want to say, excited to see what that means for San Diego Loyal as well. So yeah, it's been a lot since last time we were on the air. Yeah, they they changed the whole uh, format of the league. We got a new head coach. Then there's a lot of players coming back, but there's clearly change happening. And so that's all part of it, a brand new year. Part of that new year, Joe Corona. This is someone, Darren, um, when we found out, we were excited just because of our experience going down to Club Tijuana. It's someone that we've watched playing. We've watched play at the club level, at the international level. Uh, he's won a pair of gold cups with U.S. soccer. Um, that was 2013 and 2017, if I, I believe I have those numbers correct off the top of my head. He's someone who signed with Club Tijuana very, very early on and saw them go through quite the story to get all the way to the top. And he ended up getting loaned out a couple times towards the end of that, but so really good teams played for club America ended up getting to LA galaxy. Like this is someone Joe Corona born in Los Angeles, moved to TJ when he was three years old and then moved to San Diego when he was 11 I already mentioned he went to high school here. So think of like, he's lived in LA briefly, of course, but like born in LA Tijuana for a good stretch, San Diego for a good stretch. And he's played for each of those clubs. Yeah, I mean, Joe Corona was given an opportunity to become a professional athlete at an open tryout, which I think is an important part of the story, which we'll we'll talk about a little bit with Joe coming up next. But, you know, that's sort of what San Diego Loyal has become, too, is an opportunity for people to chase their dreams of becoming soccer players at the collegiate level, at the professional level, something we'll talk about in the third segment of the Always Loyal podcast here the first one of 2023 so without further ado let's say hello to joe benny corona when we return on the always low podcast alvarez looking for another poked away by zambrano only as far as corona oh boy joe corona a phenomenal strike nobody puts joe corona on the pressure and this is a soft level goal 
He is absolutely smashed right across that ball, and it can't be hit any better than what you've seen right there. All right, Jordan. Well, let us be the first to say welcome home to somebody we've known for quite a while. I love saying his name, too. It always puts a smile on my face. Joe Benny Corona. He's back in San Diego. He signed with San Diego Loyal. Joe Benny, it's Darren and Jordan again. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, guys. It's definitely a pleasure to be here with you guys, and I'm just happy to be back home. How happy are you to be back when we say the newest member is <laughs> Joe Corona? Uh, what does that sound like, just hearing it from us? No, I think it's it's definitely definitely a special feeling for me to be able to play for my hometown team now that we have a, a soccer team in San Diego. Um, I'm super stoked, super happy to be here, and I, I can't wait. Can't wait to get to work, and hopefully um, we can get the home opener soon. Uh, you say now that we have a team in San Diego, just as someone who, <laughs> someone who grew up in San Diego, going to Sweetwater High School, just having a team in San Diego, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it's like I said, I think uh, it's definitely something that uh, was, was needed in San Diego. Um, growing up, playing for club, high school <clears throat> with like a bunch of my friends. Um, I, I always knew San Diego was a big soccer city and now having an official, like a official club, you know, like um, I think, I think it's, it's very good for the community and very good for the city. And I'm sure it's going to keep growing. You know, we saw what's going on with the world cup, how much the sport is growing in the U S with MLS. Um, and I'm just excited for the way uh, soccer is going in, in San Diego. Tell us how it went down. How did you end up signing with San Diego Loyal? <laughs> I mean, I knew there was a uh, interest uh, from the club uh, for me to sign since uh, last year, um, but it was always something that was like uh, the back of my mind. I always wanted to to play for my home team. And um, this off season, after coming back from Sweden, um, I, I I sat down with uh, uh, Coach Miller. Um, he reached out to me. Uh, we went out for coffee, started talking, spoke to Ricardo, spoke to Landon. And I think, I think it all made sense, you know, just coming back home after so many years being away. I think it checked off a lot of boxes. I'm newly, newly, um, married too. So I think that's also important for the family. And I think, uh, like, like I said, I think it was the right, the right time, right place the right people you know so i'm very happy very happy for the decision and i can't wait to get started joe jordan laid out some of your background mm -hmm. it's a background that we've known for well over a decade but it's you know an interesting career that you've had from club tijuana being on a tryout playing for cholos being part of promotion to be able to say that you're playing for your hometown, to be able to say that you're playing for San Diego, you know, where you went to school, where you went to university, just what, what does, you know, what does that mean amongst all the other things that you've already done in your career? No, I think it's just a different uh, chapter. You know, um, I come to, to this, to, to San Diego loyal at a different uh, state in my career uh, in the, in the place where I feel way more mature than I was when I started back in Cholos um, with a lot more experience. And, and like you said, just, just uh, playing for the, the team that represents my hometown, where I grew up, where I went to school, where I played club. I think it's, it's a special feeling, you know, 
Of course, I haven't got the, I never got the chance in, in the offseason to come to any of the games, but I, I always follow the club close by, you know, on social media, just hearing like all the news around the club. <clears throat> and it always got me very excited just to hear how, how, how good of a project it's been, you know, and um, now with, uh, me coming here, I think it's, it, it's, I mean, it's so special, you know, having my friends, my family, and just reconnecting with the community that I, I've always been so close to. I think it's, it's something very special. And, and I, I don't remember who it was, but, you know, recently when we were talking about you coming and joining San Diego Loyal, somebody had said somewhere along the way in the conversations you were having, whether it was with Nate Miller or Landon Donovan or Ricardo Campos, Somebody made the point of, of you said, Hey guys, I want to make it clear. I'm not coming here to retire. You know, this isn't you know, like, yeah, me, yeah. like just with, you know, one last thing to do, you know, that you felt yeah. very strongly that yes, you wanted to return to San Diego for obvious reasons, but you know, that you, you still have a lot left in the tank and you want to contribute and be out there on a the pitch and helping the club be successful both on and off the field. Yeah, of course. I, I definitely feel <clears throat> that I, I have a lot of soccer to provide to the club. I think that's that's my main uh, reason why I'm signing with San Diego. And and at the end of the day, I'm still a professional soccer player. I'm I'm trying to win a title. Hopefully, the first one for for San Diego Loyal. Um, trying to bring in my experience. And I know the team has a lot of good things going on from what I saw last season. And I just want to come in and and just add to that. You know, I don't. I I want to get close to the team. I know they, they have a good group, so I'm just eager to get to know the guys. Um, but, yeah, like, I come here to try and, and give my best uh, performances and hopefully have some, some good games. I think one of my favorite things while preparing for this interview, Joe, was reading a lot of the stories about you and your career, and it goes back a long way. And there was a theme I found like throughout every single one. And mm -hmm. I, I love what the theme is. The, the theme to me was family. Like I can't find an interview that you've done where you're not talking about family, the importance of your family, the impact they've had on your life, yeah. the difficult decisions you've had to make professionally, Paint that picture for us, what it's going to be like playing in San Diego. I have a feeling family's going to be showing up uh, to, wa to watch you play. Like, I, I don't know what the setup was in Sweden or anything, but like paint that picture. Yeah. What's a game day going to be like for you here in San Diego? No, it's, it's definitely going to be uh, very exciting having uh, uh, my parents, for, for example, they haven't uh, had the, the opportunity to be at uh, one of my games lately the past year. Um of course, when, when I played for Club Tijuana, Cholos, uh, they were able to go to most of my home games. It was it was incredible, you know. They, I had a lot of friends. I had a lot of family come by. Um, and it just it just uh, gave gave me that extra motivation, you know, to try and perform on, on the field, uh, trying to make them happy. Um, and now that I'm going to be able to do that again, I think it's 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 great. You know, I, I'm super happy for that. Um and I, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you're gonna get a lot of ticket requests for every <laughs> every single match. Yeah. I, it was also easy to think with you growing up, um, player of the year in San Diego, going to high school here locally, what it would have been like if Loyal Select was around when you were growing up here in San Diego. Do you know much about Loyal Select, the Academy for San Diego Loyal? Um, have you learned a lot about them? Like, do you see the stuff on social? What's your takeaway on what they've been building so far? 
Um, no, at, at the time, I, I, I mean, I haven't really heard so much about um, Loyal Select. Um, I've, I've just followed the Loyal yeah. uh, San Diego, um, but I'm eager, you know, to to just learn how everything around the club is evolving, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's had a couple of good success stories, you know, including a player who went on the play at San Diego State who just got drafted by Austin. Uh, nice. another player who signed a pro contract who just got called up to the under 17s for the U S. So, you know, there's a couple of seeds in the ground, Joe. And, and, you know, I, I think there's probably a lot of people in San Diego County who, who, you know, who do see a little bit of themselves in, in Joe Corona. Um, and I, you know, I wonder what sort of, um, view you have on that, you know, not just in terms of, of helping the club, hopefully, you know, go on, go to the postseason, hopefully win a championship, but, but also, you know, just being able to, provide uh, you know somebody that that you know might see a little bit of themselves in you here in san diego and somebody who can go you know what like you remember when you were a kid who the influences were in your life now joe corona's got that opportunity for somebody else out there who's of younger age yeah i think uh for me it's it's always uh very very special to to be able to inspire a lot of like kids you know like younger generations that I that are also chasing a dream, you know, a dream like I did, like I was chasing one when I was young. Um, and of course, I'll be happy to do that. It's something that I've always wanted to. I think the day I retire, hopefully not soon, <laughs> um, I I want to stay close to, to the game. You know, I want to keep doing that. I want to keep inspiring younger generations. And, and I, I think I have a good story that I can share with a lot of young guys and, and let them know that, like it is possible, you know, to reach your dreams and be able to become a professional soccer player and, and play for the club that you you dream of, you know. So I think, I think now being local, um, there's going to be a lot of young kids that, like you said, they 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 see themselves in the position that I was in. So I'm just uh, happy to be here, and hopefully, I can inspire a lot of a lot of them. And can we give everybody just, you know, a, a quick reminder, Joe, about that story? Because, you know, you were playing at, at San Diego State, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And there was an open tryout for Club Tijuana, correct? Correct. Yes. And then, and you know, at the time, Cholos is not what it is. It's not even a first division club. So yeah. you know, that risk that you took, obviously, you know, a decade plus now down the road, having paid off to what it was. Can you just remind everybody of how it was the pro soccer came to you and, and what was going yeah. on in your world at the time? Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I had a scholarship with San Diego state. Um, and I remember I was there because I wanted to get drafted for, for MLS, you know, at, at the end of the day, it was always my dream to play pro soccer. Um, the opportunity came for me. One of my best friends invited me to a trial down in Tijuana, <clears throat> which uh, at the time Cholos was in in, se- in the second division, second tier. Uh, they were looking to get promoted, um, and they just laid it laid it out for me after the trial. It went well. Uh, the the coaching staff uh, reached out to me and they told me, "Look, um, we want you to sign. I think you have potential." our plan is to promote this team to first division. Um, it's up to you if you want to stay or you want to go back to school, you know, like I was like, look, I, this is what I dream of. I'm just going to, I spoke to my parents, they supported me. And, and I think it's been the biggest decision of, of my professional career, to be honest. 
Um, and I think I'm, I'm super happy that I've made that decision. Right. Because I'm sure sometimes people see open tryouts for San Diego loyal, you know, and if they yeah. only follow, let's say NFL or baseball, they don't really understand the opportunity that could present itself, but here you were. And then not only do you go, not only do you make it with Cholos, you help them go to first division I mean, mm-hmm. score yeah. in the play. Like you, you were involved in some I of the, scored in the final in the yeah. scored in the final, some of the most important yeah. moments in that club's history. Do you yeah. see any parallels to potential with San Diego oil now? Yeah. I mean, knowing that uh, there's a, a lot of buzz around the club, but I mean, San Diego um, really wants to have a, a team in, in MLS. I think, uh, I think it's, it's also for me uh, a good challenge, you know, trying to like trying to help the team and and help it, help soccer grow in San Diego for the, for for that case, you know. So hopefully someday we we can have MLS in in the city, and I, I think it would be great. It'd be great for everyone. I think it deserves it. Well, I mean, I have to ask now: was that ever was that idea ever brought up when you were talking about coming to San Diego? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, of course, it's it, it it was in the conversations, but I mean, I have to focus on on what's now here. You know, I know, I know, San Diego is in USL, and and I'm gonna focus on on doing my best um, next in this year. Um, and and like I said, hopefully it all works out. You know, and there's MLS in San Diego. Darren referenced your days with club Tijuana. One of my favorite things to chat about with those club Tijuana teams are the teammates that you had, like you've had some really cool teammates. I'm curious, mm-hmm. um, especially with your link to us soccer as well. There's a lot of guys like club Correct. Tijuana for a, a good stretch. There was, they were not shy about going after us men's national team players. Do you still talk with a lot of those guys? A lot of the Edgar Castillo's Greg yes. Garza's, yeah, I'm, I'm very close to, um, to a lot of them. So, um, I think we had a very good group in, t- in Tijuana with uh, Mexican Americans. And I'm also happy that I opened up the door for, for that, you know, um, after my signing, I remember Greg Garza came, Paul Ariola, uh, Michael Orozco, which I, I ran into not so long ago. He wanted to take me to Oceanside. I told him, nope. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Orange County. Orange, Orange County. County. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I'm still close to them. And like I said, I like it. It, it was it was definitely a, a good experience, you know, being able to play in Mexico with with fellow Americans. What do you know about your new teammates here in San Diego? Well, right now I've uh, I mean I I know Guido, who was also my room my my teammate in in Club Tijuana, mm-hmm. and I haven't really met the rest of the guys. I I've texted with a few. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'm looking forward to meeting, meeting everyone pretty soon. I can't wait to watch you and Guido. I'm sorry, Darren. I know, I know it's your turn, but you and you and Guido <laughs> paired up again. Like that's yeah. that's really exciting. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun. I'm I'm really excited. And and I, I'm sorry for asking this. I mean, it's going to sound like a sort of silly question, Joe. And what, what are you, you know, what are you coming in here? What role do you think you play with the club? You know, the club's had some changes. We touched on them a little bit yeah. in our, in our first segment, but I mean, we've yeah. also seen you play all over the place, you know, and, and yeah. admittedly from, from Tijuana to a uh, club America to LA galaxy, we've seen you in so many different roles. How do you see yourself fitting in yeah. with oil? Yeah, of course. I, I, it's, it's a quick conversation I have with uh, coach Miller, um, I, I definitely feel very comfortable anywhere in the middle. 
Uh, I've played in so many different positions. Um, coming uh, coming as a six, as an eight, um, I feel very com comfortable, and that's a position I've been playing uh, lately. Um, even last year, I, there was a, a time in, in season where I played more as a holding mid. So I, I think I'm just going to try and uh, adapt to, to what coach uh, wants me to bring into the to the team. Of course, I want to provide a lot of leadership um, and just that presence, you know, in the midfield. Of course, I know that that the midfield is very strong for San Diego Loyal. So I'm I'm really excited to play alongside with, with the rest of the guys. But yeah, like I, I see myself coming in as an eight, providing assists, some goals hopefully, and, and just being involved, you know, trying to get get the ball as much as I can. Have you heard much about the match day atmosphere at Torero Stadium? <laughs> Not yet. I've seen I've seen videos, like I said, I've I've watched closely and and I know it gets gets uh very, very good. Yes, it does. It's a lively group and they love celebrating wins with their players when we get all sorts of fun action and man of the match moments for you. Uh, what Darren is trying to say is you're going to get served a lot of beer after yeah. your goals. That's what's, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. There's definitely that theme going on at, at some nice. of these games okay. as well. Uh, well, Joe, welcome home. Seriously, yeah. this is uh, when we heard your name, when we first heard your name, uh, I, I know just from our own personal experiences and also just from following your story, whether it was the ESPN piece, anything locally that's been written about you, people that have followed you from club to national team, puts a smile on people's faces knowing that, that you're back here and that you're representing San Diego Loyal and will be rocking the toy green. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's definitely a pleasure to talk to you guys, reconnect. Um, and like, like I said, I'm very excited for what's next. I'm, I'm happy that I can continue my legacy here in San Diego and, and I'm just excited for what's coming. As we say goodbye, do you have any story that you can share with us? We talked about your teammates and how you, you talk about your former teammates. You're, you're really close with a lot of your former teammates. There was a time where you were a teammate with Landon Donovan. <laughs> yes, there was, there was. What was, was that experience like? No, I think uh, I've, I have so much respect for Landon. Um, of course, he he was an idol for me. Um, we know the magnitude of what he is and what he was as a player. Now, now as a president here for San Diego Loya, I think what he's doing with the with the sport is incredible. Um, I'm happy that he came to San Diego. He chose San Diego to to to. Um, continue his his projects and um, I think I think I've always looked up to him since I went into a national team um, I'm gonna tell a quick uh, little story from when when I joined the national team I, I think I was 22 my first camp with the, with the first team and uh, I come in and they uh, Jurgen Klinsman he's he puts me and Landon as roommates so here I am with the biggest player in 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 the u.s men's national team you know um mr captain america here um and i remember we we're about to go train and he uh he was he was doing some interviews or something like that so i went to the gear room grabbed my gear came back and then he comes back like rushing because he he needed to get ready for training i was already ready you know he's like yo 
where's my gear? No respect, man. This is that. You know, I had to run back to the to the room and grab his <laughs> his his gear because that was like a non-written rule, you know. Um, everybody just grabbed their teammates' gear, and I was just I was just nervous at the time, but we were just laughing it out afterwards in training. It was mm-hmm. funny. You forgot your roommate's gear. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. That's oh man. So not just any roommate. <laughs> yeah. Gear as well. But it was fun. It was fun. I definitely <laughs> learned from him a lot. He was always uh, a great teammate. So, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm super happy that now we're going to be working together. Um, and looking forward to it. I know we'll probably see. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. But we'll probably see more assists than goals from you this year. But here's my prediction. We've already seen you score a goal of the year before the 2018 CONCACAF goal of the year belongs to Joe Corona. And if you have not seen this goal that he scored, go back, watch it. (laughs) I've watched it 30 times today and I'm not exaggerating. It is just the reactions. Uh, Miguel Herrera is in there and his reaction to it all. My prediction is you score the goal of the year in the USL season in 2023. Can't wait. Joe, thank you so much. We're excited to have you here in San Diego. Welcome home. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It's a pleasure. This corner comes in. A long-range effort off the bar and in. Oh, it's a terrific goal, and it comes to the American Joe Corona. Joe Benny Corona, living up to the hype. That was a fun conversation with Joe Corona. Really cool that we were able to catch back up with him and to finish with that LD story. I'm very glad we squeezed that one out of him at the very end. So good. And you wonder too, what that was like somewhere down the road where Joe was the landing in that kind of dynamic where some young teammate someplace didn't get Joe's kit. And Joe goes, dude, what are we doing here? Well, I mean, admittedly, Joe saw that Landon was doing interviews. People were taking up his time. And so I think it, I mean, it makes sense that maybe you would do your teammate a solid there and be like, Hey, I see that you're getting dragged all over because you're captain America here, Landon Donovan. Let me help you out. I'll grab, uh, I'll grab your kit when I grab mine. I think that, I don't think that's too much to ask. You know, it, it's interesting just to to take a step back from it for a second too. Cause you know, when we got done with Joe, he also reminded us that uh, he played in Landon Donovan's final U S men's national team match ever that he actually subbed in for Landon in that match. But you, know, you mentioned it earlier that he's a two-time gold cup winner. We talked a little bit about trying out for club Tijuana for playing in Copa Libertadores for getting Tijuana promoted for that kind of story that you just mentioned there, being teammates with LD, like so much, you know, I, I'm trying to think it's such a unique signing, a signing that I'm not sure we've really had here in San Diego, who who could be so meaningful on the local level from Sweetwater High School through San Diego State, both sides of the border. So many people that we know who grew up with this type of upbringing as well, who's done the things and played in the type of games that Joe Corona's played in who still looks great. We can tell you that just because we're doing this on video via Zoom. He he looks, I mean, somehow younger than he did 10 years ago when we first met him at Estadio Caliente in Tijuana. But I just love what he, who he is, uh, where he's been and what he represents for this club as well. There's just, there's so much to like here, this, uh, this opportunity for Joe Corona and, and San Diego Loyal. 
Yeah. And I really wasn't trying to just stretch things out because I'm talking to him about family getting brought up in nearly every single interview or article you find out, find about the guy, because it's true. Like it's, it's also a big part of his story clearly because it's his family, but it's a big part of the story. You, you heard him a little bit reference the decision he made to even go for that open tryout and sign with them. There was a lot of stuff going on in his life at that time. Like that's not just an easy decision. And it's not just Joe Corona making that decision. That's a family decision to see him succeed and take a chance the way he did and just knock it out of the park the way he has and now get the opportunity to come back to San Diego and continue um, building on what he's already built so far I think is just so freaking cool like it's going to be seeing him and Alejandro Guido playing alongside together in the midfield this year holy are you kidding me like that's going to be not only is it going to be like a blast from the past for me a little bit in the sense of like imagining them at Club Tijuana, but now here in San Diego. But those are two really good midfielders who might both finish on the first team in USL at the end of the year. And those two might power your midfield all year along to a championship. Yeah, we have a lot of great memories here, personal memories of what that was like when Club Tijuana was the club. Now, you know, still, again, both sides of the border, plenty of room. So, you know, I, I'm not saying, hey, that was then, this is now. but if you want more on Joe Corona's story, if you don't have, you know, the history here, or if you don't remember it, or maybe you're new to the region or new to soccer, I mean, that's certainly possible. We've got a lot of young fans. Jordan, you can go and you can find an ESPN piece that they did on Joe Corona. Again, like Copa Libertadores, promotion matches, scoring in finals, U.S. Men's National Team Gold Cup all of this here by the age of 32, but there is that ESPN. I want to say it was a 360 or, or whatever. It was about eight, nine minutes where it just talks about Joe Corona's life, what it's like crossing the border, living in San Diego, but playing professionally in Tijuana every day. So you know, do go back, do find that uh, if you want more information on Joe, if you're as un uh, you're not familiar with it, like Jordan and I are, and so many other people around San Diego, I think it would definitely be worth your while. And that's another example. I, I, I didn't watch that today. I did reading today to prepare for this and all the stories I read included family at some point. That video I've watched um, before and I know for a fact a huge part of that is his family. So that's like another example. I just, I, yeah. I freaking well, I mean, love listen, that honestly, he's on our team. Like that's yeah, I mean, that, so rad. His his pathway and motivation for pro soccer was was built a little bit on family hardship, which he does talk about in that piece. You know, that like it wasn't, well, you know, maybe I have this opportunity or I'm going to go chase my dream. It was, you know, we might have to consider, you know, something professionally here that puts money into the pockets because of what was going on in Joe's family mm -hmm. at the time, you know, and again, that's very unique, especially in, in a world in which we always are talking and complaining about pay to play and all that sort of stuff, you know, that Joe made a choice here, which was based on, on his own, you know, wanting to realize his own dreams of being a pro soccer player, but because things were tough for him, for his family. And he felt an obligation to go out there and try to help his family out financially through professional soccer. And it's worked out for him. Um, Darren, some other news, some news and notes, some things we uh, we missed so far in the podcast and things we want to get to. SD loyal goalkeeper Duran Faree has been called up to the under-17 national team. This is a big deal for Duran Faree. This is also a big deal for the club. This is someone who's come up through the system who has signed a professional contract with SD loyal, who um, is going to who has already gotten time with SD loyal and will continue to get playing time with SD loyal. He gets slotted with the under 17 national team. That's a big deal for loyal select. 
Uh, huge deal. Uh, again, the first of its kind, because we've just not seen something like this. You know, season number four, obviously these seasons have, you know, this feels in a way like season number two, given that the first season was completely corrupted by the pandemic and the second season was impacted for about half of it. But, it, you know, it's the fourth season overall, building an academy, something we talked about, creating opportunities for people here in San Diego County and beyond is an important part of what it is that the club wants to do. So to see this kind of success for Duran Faree, to me, Jordan, is fantastic. Uh, they must be ecstatic inside of the SD Loyal offices and Loyal Select, Matt Hall, and everybody else involved. And then the second one for me since last we chatted was CJ Fodry, who started with Loyal Select as well, who never signed a pro contract but played. We remember that night where he scored, and he was – carrying the ball out to the parking lot of Torero stadium and his mom drove him back home. But we remember of that night for CJ and, hey, and they have a pretty cool minivan. It was not, an amazing minivan. Like it was, but it was, it was just, legit. It was nice. It, it was, was really hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Here this guy is. He scored a goal in a professional soccer game and mom drove him home with the, the game ball under his arm, but he ends up going and playing collegiately got drafted by Austin FC and, and watching the club express its delight from Nate, to everybody else in between expressing their delight when he gets drafted from supporters to people who work for the club. When CJ got drafted by Austin, I thought it was just an, an another incredible moment right up there with what you're talking about with the Ram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are, yeah, those are the moments that will continue to be created with uh, the foundation that's been built. And that's, that's really cool. Uh, also, since last we spoke, Darren landed Donovan was elected to something called the national soccer Hold on, let me make sure I get this right. Hall of Fame? Hmm. Did I did I say that right? Hall of Famer Landon Donovan. Did you like how he found out live on Fox in Qatar? That was a special moment for that him. Cool. And it was a cool moment that they organized for him. You know what was cool about that too is was listening to Landon and you think, okay, obviously if you're going to go out there and you're going to create a broadcast team, you're going to go out, you're going to go find some some former players who are going to give you insight. But if you listen, you can listen to Landon. He provided some of that analysis, not just as a former player, but also as a coach, mm-hmm. which I really appreciated. I thought Landon had a, a couple of moments there that I picked up on on television where he wasn't just Landon Donovan, the Hall of Famer. He was Landon Donovan, the head coach, and now the executive vice president of soccer operations. Now, you asked this question earlier. Does Landon's wardrobe change? Ooh, good question. I don't know. Does he still show up wearing what he's been wearing at loyal matches all throughout the first three seasons of the club history? I guess it depends. Like if you're going to meetings and stuff, like you got to represent. So you got to match at Torero at Torero. Oh, you can, you can scale it back at Torero now. Can't you? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I have, I have no idea if he will. I don't know. Don't know about that one. Not going to scale it back. Do you think he kicks it up a notch? Do you think he goes been, full suit? Don't know. Not sure. Not sure what his what his match day responsibility is going to be anymore. Is it just to sit there and watch and yell? Is he going to be in the supporter section? Is he going to be glad handing with some sponsors? I don't know. I really, I that's light. That's a big mystery. He's going to be jumping off the fountain off that concourse, right? Uh, could be. What if he's the one that presents? I don't. I mean, I don't know that the supporters group is doing this again. So forgive me, fellas, if you guys haven't decided that this is what you're going to do for the man of the match, but. What if he's waiting there with a, you know, with a growler of beer at the end of the end mm-hmm. of the match to say, "Here, Joe Benny, here it is. Here's your growler." 
Now that I say him jumping off a fountain, I remember he actually jumped off a food truck before a U.S. Yeah. men's national team game. So maybe he'll jump off the food trucks up there on that concourse. Maybe. Could be. Maybe. I wouldn't advise it. He's done it before. He was fine. What happened since then? He's only been elected to the Hall of Fame. So I think a lot of good came from it. It's true. A lot of his decisions have worked out. February 4th, Jordan, as of the time of this recording, uh, the release of this podcast, 17 days, San Diego Loyal against San Diego State University. Hmm. Very close. Very close. Darren, I'm excited for the uh, new season of the pod. A yeah. lot to get to going forward still. The season obviously hasn't kicked off yet, but there's there's a lot of things we need to get to before even kicking off this season. And Joe Corona was definitely one of those things we needed to needed to get to so we want to thank him thank you to everyone with the club for bringing back the pod and everyone who listens subscribe do that apple podcast spotify everywhere else you get your podcasts and we will chat with you next week